Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss. Right play. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. We are live. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, and welcome to another riveting episode of Speaking It Real. Frank, how you doing? Good, good, good. You know, if we're on, you know it's Friday. Yes, you know, it is. Your weekend. Hey, what's the best way to go ahead and start your weekend? You know, listening to Carlos and I here talking crap, you know, <laughs> but we're talking. Instigate the masses. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, we're always speaking. You know, some people think that when we're speaking is crap. I always say it as we're speaking real crap or we're speaking real stuff. Yeah, man. You know, so. It's all you know, good, but it's I mean, fun though. It's fun. I, I mean, yeah. I, I I gotta say, I have to give a shout out to uh to Laura. I don't know if she's on right now, but that that woman has has managed to she posts she 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 has taken advantage of the opportunity to use our board, our page, to post post whatever you know, like we said, post whatever's on your mind, and she does, and. <laughs> I swear to God, every time she posts something, it's like a stick hitting a beehive. It is the best. I love it. I love. Look, I would. I love watching it just go berserk. Yes, it starts. It starts very, very little, and by by the end of it, you have anywhere between eighty to hundred comments. It's awesome. I I got to give mad props to her because. you know, she she did reach out to me and asked me, you know, hey, I got, you know, is it okay if I post? And I'm like, by all means, go ahead, post whatever you want. And I just told her, you know, it's all about uh, civility at the end of the day. As long as everybody's civil, we don't we don't care. And she yep. she sure enough, she'll she'll go with whatever's on her mind, whatever article she sees that that crosses her path that she doesn't like, bam. And then just like that. One, like you said, one comment, two comments, three comments, ten comments, forty comments, one hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it goes up. Look, <laughs> you know the the biggest thing, the biggest thing that we that we do promote, and obviously Carlos and I do have different views, but you know we do promote. Hey, we can speak things out, you know, without offending anybody, and that's the way right, right. it goes. Mm-hmm. You know when, if I see an offensive comment on the page, you know what? I'm gonna go boop, take it off. Yeah. That's not what we. That's not what we do. See, we're we're, we're tolerant. We're really tolerant. <laughs> Trust me, dealing with Carlos, you have to be tolerant. For those of you who know Carlos, you know you got to be tolerant. All right, There's no, <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's a it's a respect and courtesy I offer all those who I discuss with. You know, just be tolerant. Talk. Talk, talk it out, talk it out. So it's been a pretty, I don't know, strange week. Um, there's Why? been a lot, there's been a lot, but at the same time, not much. Uh, so I know some of the things we got on store for tonight are kind of carryovers from last week. Um, 
Yeah, and we some items have to show last week. <laughs> and um, and uh, some stuff, you know, some stuff that we finally do get to touch up on. I know that um, I know there's been talk about the um, the minimum wage. Uh, everyone's talking about fifteen, fifteen, and uh, it got shot down in the uh, parliament uh, parliamentarian part of the Senate, I believe. So you know the Democrats in the House are going to try to find another way to to get it going. And so I, I wanted to do a little research on that to see what truly the pros and cons were. I looked at a few things. And so here's the, the gist of what I found. <clears throat> if you raise the minimum wage across the nation, everybody, $15, uh, by uh, estimates of the Congressional Budget Office, that's CBO, they're supposed to be nonpartisan. They just, they just run numbers. They say basically you're going to lose 1.3 million jobs. It would disproportionately affect teenagers seeking that first job opportunity to build work experience. It would also lead to a reduced future incomes, and it would disproportionately harm African-Americans and women. Uh, And the consequences would be unequal. Large cities with high cost of living, many of them already have 15 or close to it, may not experience much. But the non-urban areas of smaller towns in America, they would be devastated. On the plus side, though, it says that, you know, raising the, uh, the, the minimum wage to 15 would benefit workers. It'll actually help small business by, by increasing consumer spending uh, and lowering turnover. So people, you know, they won't be constantly looking for a better job because they're getting paid better, which spurs better productivity and customer satisfaction. So I guess, Frank, the question here is, you know, this is an interesting topic because, there's pros and cons to it. And, you know, I always like to look at what outweighs what. And so based on what I just read to you, what are your thoughts on raising the minimum wage to 15 just flat out across the board like that? I I have mixed feelings about that. And right. reason being is because you have, you how could you expect, you know, let's say uh, 14, not sorry, what's the legal working age? 15, 16? Yeah. Well. <clears throat> starts off making $15 an hour. All right. That's nice. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, I wish I, I made 15 bucks an hour when, when I was, you know, a kid. But <laughs> like you have, and then like the field I'm in, right? An mm-hmm. entry-level position <clears throat> that I'm in starts you off at $15, $16 an hour. Okay. Okay. And that is someone that has the two-year degree, you know, has gone to school for it a bit, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's very entry-level, very, but it starts off at 50 bucks. So why am I going to bother working in my industry, all right, when I could go to McDonald's and make the same Ah, so you bring up something that I know I brought up that first night you set me up with those uh, rational liberals. Uh, <laughs> the lack of incentive. The lack of incentive. So they're if, right. teenagers, if teenagers are starting uh-huh. off at 15 bucks an hour, like you said, you know, uh, they may not need or want to, to go look any further. That That's something that's that's a good point. And Nita also brings up another interesting point. You know, I went to I went to college. I did my <clears throat> I did my six years, got my degree, 
you know, and I make uh, somewhere between 25 and 30, I guess, whatever. So like instantly jobs, our jobs, they, 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 they become devalued because now minimum wage is so much closer. Uh, well, you know, I, I would tell you, I would propose probably um, lowering the cost of living. Yeah, you know, that's oh. that, that, that obviously is like the most common sense answer in the world, and at the same well, time, go ahead. You, you, you know, you raise the minimum wage, right? Right, and we're gonna take this as an example, right? Mm -hmm. You come in to my, to my office, you're starting off, we're gonna start you off at $15 an hour, $15 right? an hour. 15 bucks an hour. All right. So, so then I've been there two, three years already. Why is he coming in at 15 bucks an hour? Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you mean disenfranchising like the veterans. <clears throat> so, right, like, you know what? I started at 10 bucks. I've been there five years. I'm at 15, 16 bucks an hour. And now, newbie over here starts. And you got to pay me more. Then you gotta pay uh, more. I mean, that's the way I see it. You no, know, that's, that's the way that's... I see that, and I I don't agree with, you know, I I think that, you know, <laughs> mi minimum wage should be. Your brother's already here with the M sixteen, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Go you know, on, so man. so when when you look at that and you're just like. Man, fifteen bucks an hour. I think if it's somebody that is, let's put 20, 21, 22. right? Okay, fine. But you have someone that that's going to school, still living at home with mom and pop. Okay, you pay them fifteen bucks an hour. It's, they don't really need it as much. Some do, some don't. You know, but I just. I think that it's 15 is too much for a kid that's just starting. Huh, that's, that's interesting. <clears throat> that's interesting. Um, I think I, I, you got to wonder, I think the, the part that's, that sticks out to me though, is that 1.3 million jobs. And the fact that it's definitely going to affect like more suburban rural areas, that that's going to be devastating. That's hey, got to be devastating. Look, gonna, you know uh, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but something that just crossed my mind when I lived in Texas, and Anita mm -hmm. could, could talk about this. Okay, you know we lived in a city that was this big. tiny, 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 okay, where everybody knew each other. Oh, I hate All right? those. I will <laughs> tell you that when I first got to that city, where I was going over there every single weekend, you know, I went to Pizza Hut. You went to where? I went to Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. They, they still wrong nothing wrong with the hut. No, no, no. But they had they had <laughs> they had to sit down there. I okay. And let me tell you, I sat, I ate, I got good service. I left a great tip. You know, actually, no, no. I left a decent tip. Hey, but you left them, something. Man. But Some for them, are flat out stingy and don't. Right, but for them over there, it was like, oh my god. The lady came to me and she's like, Are you sure this is what you want to leave? I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, don't worry about it. 
I mean, I good. It, it wasn't it wasn't super expensive, so I left. I think like half the bill, you know, no big deal. I was like, right, here you go, have a good time, you know. But you know where, where I'm going at these little cities. Are they gonna profit from making the fifteen dollars an hour? Their cost of living is very low in those cities. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they would. I mean, if if they're running on low low wages, and mind you, small cities normally mean not too many people, so mm-hmm. then they only have a, a like a measured amount of profit. So once you yep. jack up the rates like that, people are going to get fired. Right. I don't know. Now, the, I mean, on the other side, though, we do have to address the fact that the cost of living does keep going up. Everything keeps getting more expensive. And um, I do foresee in the foreseeable future <laughs> that taxes are going to go up, too, which means things are going to get even more expensive. Um, I don't know, man. That's that's definitely one where you and, you and I kind of like we're meshing here a little bit. We see the pros and cons. Uh, I, I don't know which way I would go. I know here in Florida, we voted, we voted for incremental steps. So I think next year it goes up to like 10. Then the year after 11 or 12, it's going to go up to 15 in Florida, just not right away. Right. Uh, the, I guess the theory is that, that uh, business, it'll give businesses time to adjust. Uh, again, I don't see how four years of adjustment, are going to help unless you're just going to prepare to fire people slowly. <laughs> but places like Miami, they may not feel it as much as like some of these smaller towns outside here. So I don't know. I don't know. But the lowering the cost of living would be great. There's like, you know, for example, there's, there's, um, there's ways homeowners can actually generate income by renting out maybe their garage or something. But you have a bunch of uh, zoning laws that won't allow you it, efficiencies, things like that. You know where where you can let people live dirt cheap and at the same time make yourself some money. But you do have a lot of cities that have laws, zoning laws against that. So there are things that can come from the government where they can lower the cost of living for us. Um, doesn't sound like something they like to do very often, but uh, it would help. It would help. I think. <clears throat> rather by the than way, tenure, um, excuse yeah. me. But Carlos in the comments, by the way, the socialist Democrats, not Democrats, please. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you see, he's breaking rule number one. Uh, uh, look, Laura, 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 I gave you props earlier. I don't know if you heard, but we were giving you props about how you managed to consistently blow up the board. We love it. <laughs> um, so, Laura, uh, your comments about gas, about Biden making it higher, I uh, no. I mean, I would love to know where you get your information from that. Because do not start telling me this. I posted an article on that. I missed your article. Policy decisions. No, no, it's not even the pipeline, but policy decisions do affect what other countries do with their oil production, which does affect price. To say that Biden or presidents are completely immune to. to the uh, to the effects of gas prices, it's that's not correct. That's not correct. Uh, that you know they decide to do things whether whether it's lower production, even cutting pipelines, which means you're going to lower production. Other countries will adjust, and that affects oil prices. So yeah, it's it's not a complete no. It's not a complete no. And I mean, 
So far, we've predicted that they were going to go up, and they are. Now, at the same time, I can to play devil's advocate, we're entering spring. Prices do go up as we approach summer. I'll see when I get to summer because, like I told you shortly after inauguration, you and I, at least I haven't, I can't speak for Miami, but we haven't paid $3 in gas in four years in any season. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But, mm-hmm. but uh, so that's the story with minimum wage. I don't think raising it like that is a good idea, at least not across the board. Leave the rural areas to themselves. Let them adjust accordingly. But if you're going to slap the whole country with 15, you're looking at a million and a half lost jobs. <sighs> yeah, nah, it's, it, I don't know. That math doesn't work for me. That math does not work for me, man. So now we have to address the elephant in the room, don't we? Which one? Yeah, the one in New York. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, you mean uh, Laurel's friend? Oh man, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Oh Lord. So I've I've been I studied the story. Uh, I looked at it. Oh, look at that. Isn't that gorgeous? American crisis leadership lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. What a douchebag. All right. Well, look. What? You know, stories going around where his aides were the ones writing the articles or writing the numbers. You mean the numbers? Right. Right. Well, they're saying he they were pressured. I didn't see that. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I can't say. Yeah. That. No. There. Some of them came out saying they they that they were threatened. They were threatened. Frank, listen. <clears throat> I mean, let's just put this in elementary terms, will you? I got three groups of kids. Group A is allergic to peanut butter. Group B and C are okay. Let's give them all peanut butter. <laughs> It's obvious. Like, how do you make such a boneheaded decision to – the reports were early. We were told early on that this will affect the elderly more than any other group or population. And that jackass decides to start stuffing COVID patients into nursing homes? Seriously? I, I I came up with a, a little timeline here. I, I need you know I want you to hear this because this is this is very interesting. Not just Cuomo, but everything about it. So check it out. March twenty fifth is when Cuomo issued the directive mandating nursing homes to accept COVID nineteen patients. March twenty fifth. All right. On June 9th, the Society for Post Acute and Long Term Care Medicine insists. Cuomo is undercounting the deaths. So on June 9th, the first flare went off. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how or why none of this was reported early on. Or maybe I do know why, but it's speculation. Well, well <laughs> Listen, things leak, man. The media finds stuff out and how nobody heard anything back then. I don't know. I did search. I tried to search for early, early reports of it and... The earliest thing we heard when it came to the undercounting reports was January 28th. So, but let me keep going. Between June 11 and January 28th, he denied five requests of information from Republicans regarding the directive. And and 
So this is what he did in those months. Denied five requests. Then he announces he's writing a book that you just had the picture of that that <laughs> that, that that covers like the definition. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the true definition of irony right there. He writes a book. All right. He wins an Emmy Award for his bullshit chats and his pretty PowerPoints that he was sitting there talking about yeah, trying to calm America with his crap. And and then <clears throat> suddenly on January 28th is when we first hear about the undercounting. All right. So the man's got like that 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 has that's psychotic. We've already we've already we've already heard that he told he told his aides to to hide the numbers. I, I've seen the reports. He sent, according to uh, February 11, the AP reports that Cuomo sent nearly 9,000, check it out, Frank, 9,000 COVID positive patients to nursing homes. Right. That was in uh, early June, correct? Right. That's what. That's when he, he, he sent the directive. But like, I don't think we had a number until February 11, 9,000. How do you have the, the, the gall, the gonads, the gumption to sit there? Write a crap-ass book about your leadership. Win an Emmy while you're you're basically, I'm calling it murder, dude. I'm sorry. When you're sitting there sending people to death camps and you're and you're you're telling your staff to hide numbers, and then you want to sit there and accept an Emmy for leadership and for 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 all that bullshit you were talking on TV. Amazing, amazing. Okay. That is borderline. Look. That's borderline psychotic. Like how you can sit there and smile, knowing that while you're accepting an award, thousands of people are dying because of because of your stupidity. Ah, I don't know. Okay. And so. then, then just to, just just the cherry on the uh, on on the cake. February twenty four. We first hear the reports about the sexual allegations. Frank, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> You and I are pretty, I'd say we're pretty observant. You know, we can kind of read the tea leaves. We see it on our feeds. You remember how loud and how boisterous and how much crap was made for uh, for crews going to Cancun? Yeah. Okay. I remember. I, you, you remember, right? It was course. all over. Everybody was, ah, Oh, Of course it was. Right, okay. right. Do you feel that this story in any way, shape, or form has reached that level of 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 angst and and, and anger and 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 fury? Yeah, I think no. it has. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. No, no it hasn't. No, wait, 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 wait. No, it I, hasn't. Okay, so if it hasn't, why are we talking about? We're talking about it because it's out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not being covered. Don't misunderstand me. It's being covered. Okay. I I, I heard covered. a ton of articles. There's... There's people that are upset about it, okay? <laughs> He's got a point. Uh, <laughs> uh. Go on, go on. <laughs> so, you know, look. I see the COVID stuff, and the guy screwed up, all right, majorly. I mean, it's, it's not even... You can't even. It's 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 completely screwed. Completely. All right. He he fudged the numbers. All right. He did what he should not do. <clears throat> Hands down. Okay. Okay. Now, 
this whole sexual harassment stuff. Okay, I'm going to tell you where I have a problem. Okay, and this is not that he did or he didn't. Okay. Okay, because if he did, all right, then he he he, he deserves to be punished like everybody else. Has. All right, hands down. That's right. for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But you see, my problem in all this is that all these stories start coming up years and months after the fact. Mm. Okay, so what happened? <clears throat> what, you finally grew enough? You know, you finally grew a pair to come out and say, hey, he did this, he did that. Okay, so, you know, it's like, really? And I mean, I, I think one of the conversations that he had with one, with one of the ladies, you know, was, hey, would you cheat on your husband? Would you do this? Would you do that? Okay. So, that's conversation. I've had conversations like that at work, you know, with, with, co-workers with female co-workers right and they never felt harassed okay what maybe now let's say you know i end up in a manager position oh now they're gonna feel harassed so i think i see where you're going <clears throat> you uh, know, you're you're so you kind of bring up an interesting point uh first thing i noticed the first thing that troubled me is again between June 9 and January 27, we didn't hear much, if anything. Even though there were already suspicions, requests for documentation, I didn't hear about the undercounting until much later. And I checked. I mean, if, if anyone wants to show me a story from prior to January 28th, please you know, share it because I, I, I really did try to search. <clears throat> Laura, you're right. He is responsible for people's lives. Right, and so, hold on, hold on. so I yeah. I really want to touch on this a minute. Okay. okay, he is responsible for people's lives. Okay, because he's the government, he's the main guy. All right, but and now this is not to this is not to mean any any. Harm. I mean, I'm not sure what words to use right now, but I, Carlos and I had this discussion the other day, I think on my way home or on my way to work, which, you know, we're talking about majority of the people that have died due to coronavirus. Okay, when you really look at it, there's been an underlying issue. You mean like a secondary condition? Right, right, <clears throat> a secondary condition. Plus, plus, okay, every majority of the people that have died Throughout this coronavirus pandemic, okay, there's people that have been classified as dying to have. That's that the had, liberal side right there. Who cares who's yeah. assy grabs? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> of grab course. All, of course. All the assy ones. You know, <laughs> but majority, you know, I, I've known people that have died throughout this pandemic <clears throat> that were classified as coronavirus death. And I will tell you this. They were not. So I get where you're going. I get where you're going. But here's the thing that really creeps me out. 
we we slowly started hearing about the numbers. We slowly started hearing about the the decision and and how that all unfolded. The aid started coming out. And so we were aware. But then maybe it's just me. This is my perception. This is how I saw everything. Nobody really got mad. Or at least there the the the, the fervor of the story didn't really hit peak until the sexual harassment charges came out. And I have to like ask myself, you know, not to minimize sexual harassment in any way, shape, or form, but sending 9,000 COVID patients into nursing homes and killing probably 15,000 people didn't piss you off? Like, enough? I, I don't, you know. Just, I mean, the story did hit. The story it, did it hit. hit. It's it, not but, that it's, it, it, yeah. it was reported because I saw it reported. I've looked back at, you know, I've looked back, you know, at, you know, at, at posts and I've looked back online and, you know, the story was reported. Now, did it get an, ex <clears throat> an extreme blow up? Probably not. No. Okay. Yeah, okay but you know what? I guarantee I you. finally get to do this. Nope, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you Fox reported the crap out of it uh they probably did they probably did okay. um okay but i mean so, so okay so watch fox so so, so covid deaths is not political okay Hell. of course they are everything, dude everything nowadays is very freaking you know, political it's it not even matter. covid deaths yeah because I, I i know cnn and them love to attack the santas every time he farts the wrong way i get it but we're talking about we're not just talking about, oh, bad policy. You left your state open. Your numbers are high. That was criticism that was levied across the board. We're talking about a guy, a man, who made a decision to literally, there's just no other way to say it, literally just start killing the elderly population in New York. It's just, it, and, and, and you have to ask yourself, what, you know, did he have motives? There are quite a few. There are quite a few. I can tell you one right off the bat, pensions. You know how many of well, those elderly people are probably getting pensions? Dead. Yeah, you know what, man? You know what? I Gone. Would really, I would really hope that that's not the case. Oh, you'll okay, never admit be, it. We'll probably never know, but it's a great I way mean, to alleviate your state budget. Kill the old people. Of course, but I mean, let's 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 not even think about that because that's just no. It's you damn sure you, you should not I, think about it, man. I it's a possibility. These psychotic ass politicians, man, they're crazier than you probably think. Again, like I just said, uh, the man wrote a book and won an award while he turned his 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 nursing homes into freaking slaughterhouses. How could you not rule in the possibility that he's absolutely nuts? Plus, yeah, his dad was nuts. governor. His brother works for CNN. I mean, in his mind, he's well, probably actually, his all sorts brother of connections, said, and, and, and his, he's invincible. You know, his brother did say that he's not gonna he's not gonna report on his brother. I can't that, report on my brother anymore. Yes, that's his. He he did say that. It was funny <laughs> enough because I I um I all was, he did was talk about how a, how a giant Q-tip could fit in his nose. Cuomo, his brother's an oh, idiot too. Gosh. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here we go. <laughs> Q-tips in the nose, no <laughs> thanks, man. You know that doesn't feel good. Mm. You know that's a Cuomo thing. <clears throat> uh huh. I don't but, know, man. And so I, 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 you know, and and the other thing, and it's something that needs to be discussed. Again, 
I, you know, I don't ever, one should never minimize, you know, sexual harassment claims. I am not one of these, I believe her types. I believe in finding out the truth and then making a decision. Mm -hmm. But there is this streak that whenever a certain politician is in trouble, if they, I don't know, if they feel like they kind of want to get rid of them, allegations always tend to start flying out. It like never fails. Again, it never fails. Okay, again, and that goes back, back to what you were saying. Point. Yeah, no, no, that, that goes back to what you were saying. Okay, how how is it? Oh yeah, he grabbed me by the pussy, or he grabbed my tits, or he grabbed this, or he grabbed that. But oh no, it happened three years ago. Well, it happened twenty well, years ago. You know, well, damn, you must have enjoyed it. You know, three twenty years ago. But what now? Now you're not going to enjoy it. Now, now it's offensive. I mean, come oh. on, man. Everything Ouch. nowadays is becoming offensive. All right. Oh. I, I'm, I, I, I'm going a little bit off our script here, but you know, I'm getting so sick and tired of everything oh. becoming a, so, so offensive that I mean, you can't even can't even ship properly anymore because you never know. You're gonna offend the toilet. Someone's gonna, gonna come back and say, toilet, "Hey, yep. come on, you're, you're offending cancel, my you're toilet." Cancel you my toilet. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's really, it's, it's really get, getting, getting to the fact that it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's just I could go so much into all this, and I'm and, and you know what? I, I'll even take it a step further. There, there, there's some hypocrisy here as well. So you can tell me that Cuomo is being reported. True. You can tell me that we're aware of the allegations. True. But I mean. All I got to do is mention the word, the name Kavanaugh. And I think you can see a very stark difference in how they treated his sexual allegation, which I'm just going to be frank. No pun intended. Yes. <laughs> that was, that was the, the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, first of all, trying to, trying to get a man in trouble for something he did when he was like 16 and then parading a woman who literally had zero corroboration. That means Everybody that they interviewed could not say that they remembered what she was talking about. And yet they ran that shit to the ground. All right. But Cuomo kills a bunch of, uh, of uh, uh, nursing home patients. Then he gets you know, uh, uh, hit with uh, sexual allegations. And I hear crickets. Sure, it's being reported, but I hear crickets. No, so it's. Not that many crickets. It's, uh, I, I yeah. have. I, I mean, do, look. Do you remember the circus when Kavanaugh was going through his thing? Honestly, no. Oh my god, dude! Look, go ahead and look it up sometime. Just it was, it was awful. That had to have been the most dreadful thing I have ever seen. Dragging that man through the coals like that. I remember he had to sit there and bring that that sorry little calendar where. You know what? God bless him. I wish I had documentation skills like Kavanaugh did. At 16, he's literally marking everything he did on a calendar. Like, what? <laughs> but he had to dig that far back just to clear his name. And, and, and then between the Me Too's and the Believe Her's and 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 whatnot, that 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 and and yet Cuomo here and, and yeah, 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 some sexual allegations. And then again. After killing so many people, it's the allegations that really turn the turn the volume up on the story. This stinks all the way around, all the way around. And then, yeah. you know, so when I say that there's media hypocrisy and people are like, yeah, it's not true. I'm like, you got to be out of your goddamn mind if you can't see that. 
I think it depends on what side of the media you're looking at. I think, I think both sides. I think both sides report what they want to report. They do. They, how, they do. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that. But when we're talking look, about this kind of severity, oh Jesus! Listen, listen. This is a sociopath. Okay, but did Fox <laughs> make watch this? And and I'm I'm going to throw Trump into this in a minute. No, did Fox, no, no, no. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, it's it's going to go to it's going to go to the point that I'm that I'm making. Okay. Go ahead, man. You know, right now, right now, when you know, back, you know, before Trump was elected, or when he was about to be elected, or after he was elected, whenever it was that happened, where it came out, oh yeah, I'll grab her by the pussy. Oh, you, you remember that, that that video that they brought out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, that came out. Right. CNN made a very big stink about it. CNN, just CNN. Yeah. Oh, dude, everybody made a stink C about it. The Everybody, <laughs> not Fox. Fox Even did Fox it. did. Fox mentioned no, 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 it too. No. Okay. Right. It was Fox did, Fox did it too. Okay. It mm -hmm. what? It was mentioned. I'm not saying it wasn't mentioned. It was mentioned. Okay. But what I'm saying is, they didn't make a real big deal out of it. They did. They did. I mean, no. <clears throat> yeah, they, they talked about it all the time because it had to be talked about. So while he's going through the election process, naturally the conversation is those comments are going to wreck him. And that was across all the networks. That was across all the networks. But of course, you know, the, the, uh, the, as, as Laura put here, the nonpartisan networks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, that's all you heard. And you know what? Let's, we, we, I'll even give you a better example. And it's my favorite one because it highlights the ultimate bullshit, which is Russia collusion. Dude, that's three and a half years of telling us that something happened that didn't. That was just a lie, all right? And so <clears throat> that shit got coverage like, ugh, we all got our heads beaten with that, and none of it was true, all right? Was there some? Yes, but he had nothing to do with it. And, and No, yet, you're right, Laura. Fox is, does, is not, does not pretend <clears throat> to be bipartisan. They're completely right. Except Brett Baer. That guy's straight. I like him, and he's pretty down the middle. If you ever watch Brett Bear, Frank, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. He he just I'll watch reports. Him. I'll watch him. He, he I just mean, reports. Have, Other I've, people, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've, so, I'll be honest. I yeah. I've gotten tired of watching Fox, watching CNN, because you know what? They're they're all bashing one another, and you're not really getting, you know, good news. You're just yeah. getting a bash. I'll give you that. Another. But I'll give you that. I, I do want to tell you guys something real quick. You know, you guys out there on Damn that are God. listening to this on, <laughs> on your platform, you know, please, you know, if you like what you're hearing, no, you were right us. the first time. Share us with your friends. That's huh? fine. Share us with your friends. Share us on your Facebook. Make it public. Let people know that speaking it real is, is you know, the top show to watch, the top podcast to watch. We're on Apple. We're on YouTube. We're we're here on Facebook. You know, we're on we're on you know the social media platforms. We're on the podcast platforms. Look us up. You're gonna find us. You know what? Just share us. You know, so yep. so we could get it. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes, Angus so Charles, you're absolutely right. I did get tired of Fox and CNN. Obviously, ESPN on the way. That's that's my sports dude. You know, uh, and by the way, guys, now. I I do know I lately the past couple of weeks we haven't touched up on sports. 
We're going to start touching up on sports again. There's just been so much going on with all the politics well, and everything going on. To be fair, sports are kind of quiet right now. I mean, <clears throat> I think basketball is just getting underway. They're slow, they're, hockey's just getting underway. And there's NASCAR. Baseball is now entering spring uh, <clears throat> spring training, so we'll start we'll start touching up on that. I mean, I got my teams. I don't. I, I've been so busy. I ha- honestly, I haven't even really had a chance to to check out who's winning what. So <clears throat> we'll start getting into that. No, we'll definitely, definitely, that. definitely. You know. All right. Well, I mean, man, we that, are... was, that was a, that was a healthy chat there on Cuomo. Uh, I think he's nuts, but we'll, we'll, and I hope he gets no, his. Definitely. But he's going to fight it, dude. He's going to fight it. And if he stays, I'm just going to come back here and smile and say, I told you. <laughs> they, they they protect their own, man. They'll, they'll find a way to keep him, and he'll find a way to stay. So being that it's 945, Frank, I think we have room for I got one more. And this oh, one no, we, no. Yeah, I, I know which one you're going to talk about. We need um, to deal with it. For we all you Coca-Cola drinkers, you know, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit a real quick uh commercial where you know one of these podcasts that are on our CMG group, listen to it, and we'll be right back with this one. All right. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. All right, so we're back. I got to say, that is probably one of the most unique topics. Go get some more water. Unique topics I've ever heard of, like Ivy League murders. That that is, that is that sounds so cool. And the truth is, Ivy League schools do produce a bunch of sociopaths. So I'm sure Laura has a ton of content. <laughs> so, oh, uh, she does. By all she means, check lot. her show out. Check her show out for sure. So Coca Cola. Now this was from last week, but we didn't get to touch up on it. But we're we're gonna kind of have to. They got busted. Somebody, I guess, took some pictures of their uh, racial sensitivity training, and they got put on blast for it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping uh, we can see the images of some of the stuff they had. But uh, yeah, we have them, <sighs> Frank. I mean, when you read what they were, what those people were having to do, there, look, there it is, right there. <clears throat> Amazing. Just read the bottom. I mean, you don't even have to like read the whole thing. Look at the options. White people, what are you willing to give up to have racial equity? And BIPOCs, which is like a new hip term for, I guess, us like darker folk. What do what do you need to gain uh, to experience racial equity? So it's like there it's it's the ultimate you give and I take scenario. And this is how they plan on on achieving some kind of of uh Equity and diversity. Look at this. Oh, this is the best one. Thank you. To be, uh, read along with me, folks. To be less white <laughs> is to be less oppressive, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, more humble. Listen, believe, break with apathy, and break with white. So- uh, Frank, let me ask you a question, bro. Do you mind being less Latino for me, please? 
Can you be less Latino? Can you stop being so Hispanic? No. (laughs) How is that not insulting to the nth degree? And and what I find troubling, Mm. though, is that there is a small chunk of white people out there who, who are just buying into this garbage. Like, like they somehow feel that taking this to heart is making BIPOCs like you and me feel better. Like, oh, great. You're less oppressive today. I'm, I'm so glad. Like, what, what? Look, this is simple. Help me out here, man. Help me out because this is just. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. Me, much, to me, it's pretty much Coca-Cola saying that uh, being white is you being racist. Okay, that's what I wow I'm getting out of it. Okay. Wow. Um, it's not is, the case. Yeah, you know, because I don't think that all white people are racist. I think some are. Oh okay, my God. I think mm-hmm. I think uh, Hispanics are racist also. Yes, they I are. I think I think black people are racist also. Some of them are. Yes. I I think Jewish people are racist. Yes. I think Russians are racist. I think Asians are ra- are uh, racist. What else? What else? Every group has okay. them. Every, every group has their bunch. You have is, you know, every single group has race. All I right, mean, it, it doesn't matter. Okay. If if you so, don't think the Latinos, some Latinos get together uh, after a few after a few beers and make jokes and sometimes racist jokes about other like races and stuff. I got I got waterfront property in the middle of Nevada that you can buy. I mean, it's it's just insulting. I mean, Frank, at the end of the day, seriously, telling people to be less anything is just insulting and and it's racist. You know, and so the idea now I guess is to fight racism with more racism. I don't I just to me Coca-Cola and I used to love drinking Coca-Cola. You know that, and I just, I don't. I'm not gonna drink it no more because I think they're, I think they're a piece of shit. That's just. I actually, I asked the only thing that I'm gonna use Coca-Cola for, is to clean the battery terminals on my car. <laughs> All right. Imagine, imagine that, Coke, Coca-Cola. You're able to clean the terminals on your car. Imagine what it does. Dude, dude listen. There's inside. no secret that Coca-Cola is like absolute poison but hey everybody drinks it um, hey listen uh, my, I had um I know somebody that <laughs> you got a question to, there hey you you should answer this question <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that all I, all I know is this uh, um uh before before we change topic Frank we we you know this whole white guilt nonsense needs to go away it's not helping anybody uh, and, and honestly, I mean, I, I guess I can't speak for all BIPOCs. Just the fact that I've been lumped into another box is is annoying. All right. But that's that's the way of politics. And you have idiots who will be more than happy to fall in line with their little care, you know, their little their little identification boxes. So I can say I'm this. It's garbage. But as for me personally, uh, you're if you're subscribing to that nonsense, <clears throat> You're not making me feel any better. I honestly do not care. In fact, I think it's kind of dehumanizing to watch you even attempt to sit there and try to be less oppressive when you're not, or less this, or less. Just be yourself. 
If you're an asshole, I have ways you're of asshole. dealing if with you. If you're things. an asshole, That's be it. an asshole. That's it. That's it. But but this this whole whitewashing of, of white people and you must all be less X, Y, and Z, take that shit somewhere else. I'm not buying it. I'm, and if you are, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Go on, Frank. I just got to clap you up, Paul. It's very well said. Look, it's just like that. I don't... It's Coke's racist. I mean, there's nothing left to talk about Coke. I mean, I'm 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 gonna drink Pepsi. You know, <laughs> I, have, I haven't seen that. I can't stand Pepsi. Listen, you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, hardcore, like, 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 like ghetto, like we used to drink back in the day. You drink Royal Crown, RC Ooh. Cola. I, That's I, right. I'll tell you something. RC, RC Cola. Cola is real good. But I think <laughs> RC Cola. I think RC <laughs> Cola was made by Coca Cola also though. Oh, yeah! Take a look, look at that. I'll, I'll have to make an exception because I can I can deal with RC. I can deal yeah. with RC. And if so, you're Hispanic, you know, then you know, drink iron beer. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> look, we're going to talk about what my wonderful brother earlier in the show came off saying. What was it? Iran or Syria? You know, or Biden? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I thought we were going to make it one week without you and some friend or family issue, but here we no, are. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? You know what? I actually, therapy with Carlos this week was canceled. Because Frank didn't go through any <laughs> any issues. Hey, Scott Austin, Dr. Pepper, that is the bomb. Oh, but I need that. Big Red is too, though. <clears throat> Big Red is really, really good. You don't see it out here in Miami. No. You know, I've seen it. I'm with Josh, though. I Florida. like RC. Yeah, I, I like RC Cola, but Big yeah. Red, Big Red is is you know is a is is freaking awesome. I used to drink it all the time in Texas. You know? oh, the dog is mad. Oh God, just <laughs> off the dog, Carlos. All right, but so anyway, go ahead, man. Go going, ahead. Going on to to um, Biden strikes Syria. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> I remember, like, during the Trump years, like, we were supposed to go to World War III, and he was going to wreck the planet. And then when he struck Syria, it was the most irresponsible action. And he didn't get authority from Congress. And, ah, just a bunch of bleh. So what's up? Biden apparently uh, grew, a, grew a hair on his Ooh. nut and decided to shoot up <laughs> some missiles in Syria. No funny <laughs> Well, yeah, he did and you know what? I, I'm all for it. I mean, I, if you're attacking Americans, it's a no-brainer. Exactly. I'm not against what he did. I mean, I just find it funny that I think in December, just right before he, he, he won the election, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> right before uh, he won the election, he was yammering away about how Trump and, and, and you know using weapons and all this crap was was – just a bad idea. Just ragging on him for for doing anything. Oh, because he struck down that leader, the the leader from Iran, and he he kept yeah. yamming on about that. And now here he is shooting missiles, shooting missiles. So again, you know, it's 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 the sad state of politics. Yeah, but I think you know again, if you're if you're going to, you know, attack Americans, whether you need to get whether, your head blown up. Right, whether whether you're you're on our turf or you're oh, on, dude. yeah, you know, up in. We've been you know, lucky as a country so far that that hasn't Go, happened. Right, it hasn't happened. So nope. that's, that's a good thing, and I think the day I think it, the day it does, 
that that would be World War Three. Well, see, that was one of the logic, the logical reasons of keeping the Second Amendment is that <clears throat> America, in an instant, can become an, ar- an army of 100, and, 100, 150 million people because of how many of us are armed. And that's one reason why they don't bring the fight here. Because right. on top of the army, then you've got civilians who are armed. Um, so, yeah, no, we're lucky. Uh, we, we've been very fortunate as a country. But I, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think, I think I don't have an issue with what he did. Um, I, I do have an issue with the hypocrisy though, because now he has to answer for it. And, and what's her name? Uh, Queen, uh, Miss Circleback. She, she ragged on, on Trump too. And now she's sitting there at the podium having to answer questions about the attack. Well, you know it's, what? It's, you know what? It's though? funny. It's, it's funny. It's politics. I'll, I'll circle back with you on that, Frank. You know. <laughs> No, 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 But you know what, man? I, I actually, I, I, I like this conversation we're having about the drinks. I mean, people were Dr. Pepper. Man, you had ah, Angus. Look at this. You had Charles. Charles is saying vodka beats all. A, uh, let's see, uh, a Moscow mule. You know, so you know, can't beat that. You know. Right. Uh, I'm else? hoping everybody in this board has at least tried iron beer. If you have not, you must. Mateba. Mateba. Mateba's good too, man. But I mean, iron beer, that's that that's the cream of the crop. There's like the, the, the trilogy of Spanish sodas. You had iron beer, mater, materba, and jupina. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of jupina. You didn't like jupina? I love them all. No, but no, iron beer. I, I'm not I'm not much for those pineapple drinks. Yeah. Yeah, Laura, she can't. No, she can't. Everything with her is circling back. I'll circle back with you. I'll circle back. There's like memes out there with that nonsense. It's funny. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But before we go, we have to uh we have to dip mm. into the WTF files. So if you're from Florida, you know, we deal with hurricanes six months out of the year. Uh, you know, it's from June 1st to December. And uh, usually around August and September, we get the most of them. That's when they like just start popping up all over the ocean and everybody's like kind of waiting and see if we're going to get hit or not. But I ran across an article that I got to say, you know, a sign of the times, right? (laughs) With all the craziness going on, a space hurricane was discovered swirling above the North Pole. This thing was 600 miles wide. And instead of rain, it was actually raining like electrons. I, I, I think the pictures of it are, are, they have some pictures of it. Frank, we're dealing with a hurricane in space now. In space, dude. <laughs> I mean, it, it's 2021. 2021. Well, uh, let, I, me, let me see if I'm able to bring it up here. Hold on a second. I'm trying to see. Uh, that that has to have been awesome to see, though. Like, I don't know, I don't know if they felt anything in the North Pole as far as wind or anything like that. I, I I didn't read anything like that, and it was just raining particles, so you couldn't even really see it. But you can see six hundred miles of 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 a hurricane, and I'm trying to see the, if I'm able to in the North it. Pole in space. There it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a sketch of it. I'm sure there's there there might be images of it out there somewhere. Um, the Chinese, I think, were the first ones to notice it. So, hey, Ovi, what's up? Um, murder hornets. <laughs> so, I, I gotta say, man, I mean, we need to keep an eye on things. Uh, I don't think it has diddly squat to do with climate change, or at least not the human problem. 
climate change is uh, it, it exists, but I don't think humans are 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 the main issue. I think it's just always been happening. But I, I have to say, it is kind of unique that we have a hurricane forming in space now. So, you know, hey, grab your Bibles. <laughs> you know, another thing that really has me a little bit flustered also. What does? You know, let's see if uh, Chase here could share. I got to share my screen again here real quick. I just, um, this, I saw this on Facebook, actually. My friend Dana Murphy put it. Oh. And it's, um, <clears throat> I posted it on my page. Uh, come on. Well, I mean, go ahead and describe so, it. <clears throat> you had an earthquake. You know, it, it's Charlie Brown sitting up against a tree. Oh, I've seen right. that picture. Go ahead. Right, right. It starts with it all started with bicycle helmets, and now it's everyone get gets a trophy. Mm -hmm. Kids don't know what it's like to feel pain when they do something stupid. <clears throat> stupid should get hurt. True, true. And so I think that's that's a large reason as to why you touched base on the whole cancel thing before. <clears throat> and, and the truth is, I, I, I would love to dive into that, but I know time is a little short for this week, but we'll be, I'm sure our uh, our 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 members here would love for us to tackle Dr. Seuss and all this other crap about things getting canceled like rather than rather than deal with stuff learn about stuff as ugly as it may be they'd rather just get rid of it like and that makes zero sense <clears throat> zero sense but i even found out today they were they were thinking about canceling the movie psycho i made a joke about it on on my feed like psycho really for what so I you know uh, I don't understand you know the way things are. I mean I how do I put it? I I understand how things are. I just don't get it. You know, to me it's Generation Z. Okay, it's just so sensitive over anything. You know, a lot of it. A lot of it comes from school. I mean, if you see how much emphasis they put on safe spaces and safety in schools, it's it's bleeding into society. And so you have kids coming out of schools. They're like. I don't feel safe. And so, <clears throat> you know, rather than, 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 than deal with adversity, they'd rather just eliminate it. Well, you know, uh, I, I had this conversation today at work, actually, where we started using, you know, the, they started bringing in the word bully. Bully. Bully, yeah. And bully, okay. I, and I just went about and and I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you what I told my kid about saying the word bully. I go, you punch him in the mouth. <laughs> that is me, so 1987. Would you stop that? No, man. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I, I won't stop it. Because what's the way to stop a bully? Yeah, you confront him. No. Right. <clears throat> okay. So, you know, the way the way to stop him is you confront Obie, him. I'll get back to you in a second mouth. on that. You know, Come and on. that's the way, and that's the way I feel about it. You know, right. <clears throat> so, you know, if you're gonna push me around, I'm gonna push you back. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Me, oh, he's bullying me. No, man, screw that crap. Right, right. You know, now but, did I get some slack from the people at my job? Uh, you know, I just looked at him and I'm like, come on, guys, really? But then again, I realized that I'm the oldest one there. You know, ah. 
you know, that's so I was that like, different oh, mindset. That's oh, that different Lord. mindset. Obi, uh, Obi mentioned something. I just want to touch base with him. Um, what do you mean by that is not the case? Uh, I stated that uh, safety is so stressed uh, in schools now that I think it, it is affecting to a certain extent when kids graduate that they expect that safety even outside the building. I, I, what, I mean, I'm not sure what it is you're disagreeing with. Hopefully you can elaborate, but, <clears throat> and mind you, I, I work in education. Uh, that's what I'm seeing uh, to a certain extent. And this has been going on for years. And now these kids are grown up and they are, I mean, you even see it in colleges. How many reports have we seen in colleges where people are like screaming at each other because they're saying something that might offend them? Um, some places I've even seen the reports where they have like that little box, the free speech zone, which is like a meter by a meter. <laughs> like seriously, and just because they don't want to get their feelings hurt. They don't want to be offended. Um, <clears throat> we, we have a serious offended problem, offensive problem in this country. And um, I'd like to get into more with that next week. Cause I mean, who knows what else is going to get canceled between I mean, today Carlos, and next you Friday. Have a couple, Carlos, do you have a little bit of extra time? I, uh, I got time. Okay. I got time. Yeah. All right. So we could um we could actually um get maybe uh Ovi's point of view. You know, maybe um in in general, Ovi, I'm not talking about school specifically, just the overall environment of education. I mean, what are you seeing? Because <clears throat> that's kind of what I'm I, I am seeing to a certain extent. Uh, you know. There, there, there's a lot of stress for, for safety and safe spaces. And I get it because I know there's a lot of trauma being uh, dealt with, but I think it's to the point where, where what, what's being produced are, are, are kids who are just looking to be offended. And then society, you know, companies are just going to roll with wherever the money goes. So if, if, if certain portions of a population who like a certain product are, are screaming, Hey, that's offensive. They're going to do, they're going to cancel. They're going to do whatever they have to do um, to keep that money coming in. But uh, I, I just think, I think there's nothing wrong with leaving things as is. And if something is offensive, look at it, look at when it was made, look at the time it was made understand and explain what the time period was and how things were and and the language that was used and and uh just the overall mentality of the era compare it to now see how it was wrong and don't you know you'll know how not to emulate it and move going forward but if you're just going to start canceling stuff eventually you're just going to start new bad habits that someone else further down the road is going to find offensive too there, there is there is gold in learning about the bad stuff that has uh, that has been done or happened throughout our history. It's like the most valuable thing you can do is learn about the the bad stuff and be it watching a show, watching a movie, you know. Uh, but just just to suddenly stop and cancel stuff, it I don't see that I don't see the, the positives in that at all. <clears throat> I'm not saying make things mainstream either. I mean, if, if there is something genuinely offensive that we need to address, fine, but don't get rid of it. Leave it there so people can see what it was and why. Uh, so I don't know, man. I don't know. But right now it's almost like a game. It's a trend and it's like popular now. And 
this this country is very trendy. We know this. When something when something gets started, if it if it picks up speed, uh, then it just goes wild for a while. And right now, canceling things is 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 in. And uh, a lot of things have been canceled now. You know, it. Yeah, it's, it's gonna get it's it's it's. It's, it's yeah, just gonna Josh, get worse. You're right. You can't cancel negativity. Too bad on that. I I wish, I wish actually we could cancel uh, negativity, you know, because the world would be a much better place. Right. So, it, rather than cancel negativity, you learn from negativity, so you don't repeat negativity. But if you delete negativity, you're gonna continue to commit negativity. It's it's a no brainer. <laughs> it's a no brainer. You know, we got to learn. We got to learn it. And being exposed to that helps us learn. Uh, but by by just getting rid of it, yeah, no, no. And it's only going to get worse. I, I mean, like I said, today I saw an article. I know I, I barely got to see it. There were some movies on Turner Classic Movie that are that are being looked at as problematic. It's a classic movie channel. So, we're do- oh, hey, we have a so guest. We got Ovi on. Ovi's our first guest. Awesome. <laughs> Am I really your first guest? Seriously, yeah, you are, like, actually. You're like the oh, first guest. Oh, man. I am so honored right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. There's a milestone, folks. It's a red letter day. <laughs> yeah, listen. We got, we got no, Ovi hey, in the house. Listen, I am one for one. I want to say I'm a biggest fan of your show. So, thank you guys for creating this speaking it real as i publicize it all the time on my podcast called the hard hitting wrestling show and backstop podcast so thank you carlos frank you know we go way back to hsw show way back but um appreciate it um, thank you for the invite um but i like to address more about what you guys were talking about as of anti-bullying in school And, and and i understand we're all latinos we know how we grew up back in the days where your mom or your dad is telling you, hey, Not if somebody to. hits you, you better hit them back. Cause you pretty much we're we're we are I wanna I don't want to say trained because that's not a appropriate word, but <laughs> in, in reality we are. We are because we are, we are supposed to defend ourselves. <laughs> right. Because my parents used to tell me, look, if you if the kid hits you, you don't hit them back. And then I'm gonna whip your ass. Yeah, yeah, that was that, you was, know? that was the motto. And, and, but but <laughs> but what was the lesson learned on that? It was you better defend yourself. It's not about causing <clears throat> violence or anything like that. Right. Because one, if you don't if you don't step up to the plate, mm-hmm. they're gonna continue bullying, bullying all the way until there's no return. Right on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now, as an educator, I kind of understand why they put that in the platform. It's not about being sensitive is not being about you know the being soft and stuff like that look we all come from different homes we're mm-hmm. all being raised differently right you know there's a kid that doesn't have enough attention compared to somebody else that does you know there's a mixture of things right so when you educate the only focus is we have to try our best to reduce conflict yeah that's fine you know mm-hmm. and, and as an educator I like to know that my 24 students that are in my classroom, that they understand that if you have an argument, that doesn't lead to a fist fight. It doesn't yeah. lead to something more greater than that. It's all about like, listen, sometimes you got to pick your battles. 
And that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And if you start them young, by the time they're older, they're knowledge-wise to understand, like, look, this guy's talking shit. I'm just going to leave him alone. I'm going to walk away because he is nonsense. Compared right. to that like, come from home too. I'm going to go to my car, bust out my shotgun or my gun, my bust a cab and that mm-hmm. motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, we're right. trying to like avoid all that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so there goes I, I totally agree with what board. you're saying because even we were taught that in school. <laughs> but like, but, I only could see what's in my district. I cannot yeah, see about what's going on in other districts or outside the states across the nation. I yeah. don't know what is what they're doing. I just right. know in my <clears throat> platform what I see. I mm-hmm. could totally understand that. But right. then again, Carlos, there are parents that do parent their children, and there are parents that don't mm-hmm. look out for their kids. Right, right, right. And we're in a pandemic. We've been mm-hmm. in a pandemic for almost <laughs> exactly one year. Yeah. And I see whether you're in Google Meet or you're on Zoom. Yeah. I could see where the parents are all focused on their kids, making sure that they're getting educated to the yeah. parents that are like, they're gone. Like, are you not controlling your kids? Right. Mm-hmm. Especially elementary, kindergarten through fifth grade, in which they need that education. Right. So, yeah, but boy. we also we're also dealing with a situation though where we we we've kids. I guess I'm just gonna say it like this: a lot of our youth, and not just now with the pandemic. I mean, Obi, this has been going on for years. I where, totally understand. Where, that. Where, yes. where we have kids who have lost the ability to understand what losing feels like, what defeat feels like, what struggling to win feels like, participation trophies, giving yes. everybody a, a medal. I totally for, agree with you, Carlos. I showing. totally agree with so, you. So when, when, when we have a population that is gone through the ranks and they've been given everything, and you know what? It even gets into like teaching. I don't know how you feel, but I mean, I remember when, when we were kids – you needed at least a 94 to get an A. The the the, the grade range has 94. been lowered. What school the, did you go to? Man, that's the way it was down here. You, hey, you needed you a, 94 a 94 to get an A. You get a 90, you get an A minus. See, nah, nah. You got, that was a, you got a 93 Carlos, down I here think, in Florida. You I, got a B. I Carlos, think, Carlos, I think, Carlos I went think, to the school of hard knocks over there. I went to school with Frank. He had to put up with that too. No wonder why I always failed. I went to summer school, huh? Damn. No, so the A's. requirements requirements for passing have gone down. Teachers across the board. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, when we missed our homework when we were kids, we were screwed. That's and now hard. everything's like you could turn it in later. You could turn it in later. End of the quarter shows up, and you got kids coming in with all sorts of homework, and no, you're like, "All right, that, I'll Carlos, take it." Carlos, Carlos, stuff so, like that. Watch this. Watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in a household. Yeah. We don't know what's going on in every house. That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. You got parents that are really, really strict. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So like us, we were raised to where probably, and, and Carlos, I don't know you that well, but we're <laughs> Latinos. <laughs> and old school Latinos, they take care of business differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I come home with a bad report card, you know my ass is about to get whipped. You know what I mean? <laughs> my older, no, two story, two story. And uh, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but one, no, that's good. there's been a few times my brother is six years older than me, right? right? So <clears throat> by the time he went to middle school and high school, I was still in elementary. 
All right. And I will bring home a bad grade. Mm-hmm. And my brother be like, yo, I got you. And he used to crumble it up, put it in the toilet and flush it. So I don't get my ass whooped. And I know because I seen my brother get his ass whooped. So he, he was my guardian angel because my uh, mom don't play. Yo, my mom got white belt, black belt, purple belt. I don't know how many belts yeah, no, in Kung Fu that you could get this in. Back in the 80s and 90s, Kung Fu was the shit, right? We didn't have MMA. My mom was MMA. We had the karate kid. What are you talking about? So, Ovi, I get what you're saying. Every you household know, has a different but, situation. But and in, in the situation is, is that we try to adapt to what's going on in the household. And because things were like that back in the days, we try to wake up and say, how can we improve? Right. But then on the opposite side, there are parents that neglect their kids. And right. they ask for teachers and educators to be the ones to raise their kids. Yeah, that's 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 a problem. That's so a problem. at what point do we draw the line and trying to make things better? We say, oh, this is all too sensitive. Oh, this that's is a great question. So what do you expect the educators to do? Right, right. But so I agree with you because like w- there has to be a line drawn. On one hand, I get a thousand percent what you're saying that mm-hmm. every situation is different. We have to look at it and be sensitive to it. But are we also inadvertently creating a false sense of security that they carry to the adult world where they're expecting the same kind of breaks and everything, and they're not going to get them. And Absolutely. So, so now, I'll go back to what you were saying earlier, Carlos, when it comes to uh, competition, yeah. where not everybody's supposed to get a trophy. Not everybody does. If you're in first place, you earn the right to win the championship. Right. But when you lose... I can understand to avoid unsportsmanlike conduct, but at the same time, when you lose, what did you learn when you lose? What could you do to be better? And in the classroom right now, they are teaching, what do you wonder about this? What do you wonder about that? So we can expand the growing mindset. And that is the focus, is the growing mindset. Not to be tunnel vision and just focus on one thing. Try to think outside the box. And I know it's, it, it, it is challenging for educators to teach that to the kids because we don't know what's going on at the household. I see, I see what you're saying, but I think to an extent, what you just described mm-hmm. is what a student should feel when they lose. And they should, it, they should it, feel it, that. They, they should, should feel, feel like, it. damn. Feel, the, feel I, the pain of the loss and right. then develop the motivation to do everything you just described think mm-hmm. outside the box come up with a new idea a new option strive and absolutely and that's what we're teaching in the classroom are we though i mean we've been doing so much participation uh rewarding that i i, I think we've watered that down i think in the past decade you see that and i also see how things are changing to where reality sits place but that takes time mm-hmm. you know but at the same time, let's not blame all that on the educators or the education oh, system. No, 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 no. Because no. at the beginning, everything starts at home. What's mama and daddy doing? Or who's the what? The, what is the caretaker doing? Because not every time you could say it's mom and dad because not many kids have mom and dad. Right. So what are they learning in that household? That's yeah. important. 
So, I mean, you start blurring the line, then if things aren't happening at home, then the school does become the parent. Absolutely. The school is also where the participation issues are happening to a certain extent. It's a no-win situation, and this dialogue we're having, it's brutal because you can you can find issues uh, everywhere. But, you know, on one hand, and, and it's a win-lose. So, like, on one hand, you're right. Um, uh, we do need to take things into account. We have to worry or at least consider what student A, B, and C are dealing with because each household is different. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, a lot of what we're doing to accommodate student A, B, and C is, is slowing down that drive to strive for better when they fail. It is, it is a consequence of us trying to be careful with individual situations. And I'm gonna so you, I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball right now. I'm gonna throw you a curveball right now, Frank and Carlos. You ready? You guys, okay, let's go back to when you were students. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to elementary. Let's go back to middle school. Let's go back to high school. Already shaking. Not about what the things you used to do <laughs> off high school. No, see, Carlos laughing already. Let's let's look at the education in the classroom. Mm-hmm. All right. How many? Latinos or Morenos, Morenas, whatever you want to call it, minorities, were your teachers. Can you count? One. Quite a few. I'm going to tell you right now. I had zero. I had one in high school. I had, I had one in high school. <clears throat> Actually, I no. I take it in back. In middle I school, had, I had two. I had two. Mm-hmm. Okay. One was my math teacher in middle school. The other one was my Spanish teacher. I don't know. I had okay. I had my history teachers were African American. Uh, my science teacher was African American. A couple of my science teachers in high school were uh, were African American. My biology teacher was was Latino. I had quite a few. Okay. Yeah, you know, I did too though. Now I had that quite I a few. Here thinking about it. So, I mean, okay. it, it could be also because yeah. it be because it be because be, it's a Florida thing. It, 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 that's I the thing. So. It could very well be. Okay. Very I mean, well look, Carlos and I I'm at, Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Where go I'm ahead. at, you know, we're trying to change the culture to where more minorities are becoming educators because right. we can't relate to the Sorry. students, <laughs> especially the youth. You know what I mean? So, Charles. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Put that comment back. That was super. <laughs> Agnes Charles says, I have one. The Spanish teacher, and she was fine. Yeah, you know. You know what? We hey, need to hey, cancel hey, Cancel him. Cancel hey. him. All right. Yeah, don't no, get no, me no. in trouble, Agnes. <laughs> don't get me in trouble. Mira. Cancel him. But anyway. <laughs> but you see, I think, you know, it, it all depends on your location and where you're at. Right. And exactly. But most, educa- most educators are pure white educators most. trying to teach minorities. You know, I we always this. we're always looking for role models. We're always wondering how many how many students do you think that they go and misbehave and that you just say, you know what, go to the office. But you know what I mean? Really, now really now they're losing here? time to get educated, mm-hmm. right? Instead of being in there, because if this teacher understood that student from our culture standpoint, then they know, oh, this is what's going on. Maybe <laughs> I could. Address it in a different way. Y'all laugh. No, no, no. But I'm it's, laughing. But it's a fact. I'm, I'm no, no, no. At, uh, at Charles, mm-hmm. the comment because I canceled. 
I'm not laughing at you. Um, Ovi, I find what you said interesting. And I think at this point, maybe it's a mindset issue. Many people think and feel the way you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> but to me, any teacher should be a role model, regardless of race, color, or creed. I, I don't put too much weight, me personally. Mm-hmm. I don't put too much weight on the color of the person or the race of the person who's up at the, uh, the chalkboard or the whiteboard. To me, anybody up there is a hero, especially in today's environment. Um, but I get, I, 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 I get, I get I, the environment. I'm glad that you mentioned today's environment. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give you something else. All right. And I, I was speaking to, matter of fact, a few minutes ago before I came on here, I was talking to a bunch of friends of mine at the bowling alley. And we were talking about how things change with this pandemic. So some some of some schools have Zoom, and some yeah. schools use Google Meet and everything else. And Microsoft. so the two colors, mm-hmm. two colors come out. Right. And as an educator, you get to see what's going on at home mm. through the video, right? <laughs> and you got some that the parents are right next to them saying, "You you're going to get your education." Yeah, but then you also got kids that they just leave them alone. Oh, here's your Google Chromebook, do your thing, and then they just off in their business like they pretend that they're still in school. But what happens? But what happens? They're out still watching TV while the education. And the funny part is, is that as an educator, I can see the in the monitor that their haze is facing this way. Or you can see the glare. Oh, they're being distracted. Right. Where's mom and dad? Where's that both at okay. Where's this? I'm, Where's that? But you know what I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I, I'm gonna tell you what happens. Like in my household, mm-hmm. I have. I leave. You know, my child at times is home alone because I have to go to work. If he's in my house, you know, he's here with my girl. You know, one well, not no more because now she's you know she's no longer working from home. So if mm-hmm. he has to do homeschool, he's gonna be home alone because we have to work. I, I, you know, we have to go in into the office. I can't just sit here at home and work from home. No, my job says no. There is none of that. So we we rely on our child on his best abilities of him doing everything he has to do when he has to do it. You know, does it mean that we don't check his work? Yeah, we check. You know, I, okay. I so where's it. the teacher at if he does not pay attention? Do you get an email? Did you get a phone call? No. Because me, when a student is not participating, and that means when it's because students know how to turn off the camera. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You don't you turn off the camera, you're not really in class. Right. right. You see what I'm saying? Hey, where is it at? Look, mira, I'm on the phone. Hey, ma'am, Mr. So and so. Um I don't know where your kid is at, and I need him back in class. You see what I'm saying? Right. Where is the teacher involved? You know what I mean? And it goes, there's a lot of factors to it. But at the same time, the priority is the education, right? Where we draw the line to where the parents are held accountable for. Then when you start blaming on the teachers, and then you talk about sensitivity, and if it's not, everything starts at home. You're right. The teachers are to blame when the they teachers don't. Are not to blame. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The teachers are to blame when they don't report the inconsistency <clears throat> of the child. 
Okay, because again, I'm not home to see what my son's doing behind the computer. You being the educator, you being the teacher, you see it. Okay, so to me, he could still be doing all his work. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if he's not physically on that Zoom where he should be, I'm not gonna know. So then, whose job is that? Is that the parent? No, that's the that's the teacher to say, hey, Mister Cuesta, your son was not in class today. But I just I, I just specifically tell you that that when the teacher communicates <laughs> but, with the parents, but you know again, what I'm saying when the teacher communicates with the parents, but the teacher sometimes will report it to the principal or whatever it is, and then when you get that letter in the mail, so, and then you'll be like, oh, okay, <clears throat> but is it really all on the teachers? No, it's because not. Even the teachers itself, I don't know. I don't you know got teachers you... that still are struggling how to so, work around um, with technology. Let me just let me just make sure I I clear something up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, w- I wasn't saying that it was the teachers, mm-hmm. but I do feel that to a very large extent, there is a culture where we're we're very 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 forgiving with students. They they just don't feel the consequences of certain things like they used to. Granted, I get what you're saying about considering individual situations but there there's there's an automatic drawback to that which is even though as educators we're going to care about the individual situation because we want them to succeed of course we are limiting we are limiting the sting of failure and then it's also happening in in competitions like sports things like that mm-hmm. not so much in schools but like in parks i mean you know, I, I even took my daughter to a soccer program and they're like, yeah, we don't keep score. We just have them play. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm okay with that. Okay, but at what age? But at what age? No, she's like, this was like when she was five. Right. If it's elementary, I could, I could totally understand that. But once you get to the middle school, no, 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 stop, 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 no, 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 I know exactly where you're going in. Listen, first of all, in elementary, it's elementary is an introduction. It's not about competition. Elementary, you should never treat that as a competition. When you hit to the middle school portion and you get ready for high school, that's when you start integrating the competition is. We used to have You're not an elementary. Have, I mean, I, I disagree with you. you. I, I think you. Why? I think you have them in competitive sports all the time, and we you used to have because they, you teach them, you know what the power of losing is. You teach them okay? when you it comes to them. exams. You teach okay? them when it comes to a test. You teach them on the assessment, not the sport, because now you're prioritizing the sport. You teach them in an assessment. Well, I guess it depends on. I guess I, you see, depends, and, and that's you know, the point where I'm telling you right now, as an educator, I'm more focused on the assessment and making sure that that child knows how to read and write and do math and everything yeah, yeah. else. Then, when okay. it comes to an education, when you're in middle school, now you start talking about competition, and I'm talking about a sixth grade level going on up. I'll meet you. I'll meet you halfway there, and maybe that's because I, I, we are older school. You're right. Uh, I mean, in elementary school, the message of 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 uh, missing your homework, not mm-hmm. turning stuff in, 
there there was a price to be paid for that, and that's something we learned. You're early. right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, well, are you teaching your response? So how old? How old do you got to mm -hmm. teach students what responsibility really means? From how the get go. Are you? you start from the get go. You're right. You Four or five years old tops. But at what limitation are you teaching them? I don't know what you mean by limitation. I think the limitation I, I is the discipline. The and so that can vary. That's discipline. fine. So now we're talking about discipline. But there's okay, be, I like that. I can't, I, I I don't, I just can't see. And I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing up, forward. I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad that you brought up discipline. I really do. All right. Because that's what we teach in school. Social now emotional learning. Social emotional learning is talking about eight. discipline. It's talking I mean, about respecting one another. It's oh, talking yeah. about how manners are. It's yes. talking about how to reduce conflict and stuff mm -hmm. like that. We do teach that in the school. No, no, and, and that no is acceptable. But don't no be confused when it comes to the education part in sports. There are two different things. It uh, is. Look, I'm listen. sorry. Look, I, mean, I understand about responding being owning yeah. up to the homework assignment. You're supposed to do this on time. You're supposed to do this. At a certain age, you're supposed to know what responsibility are for that factor. If you're but starting you're, them off. But when you say elementary, be careful how you say elementary. Don't say at kindergarten, you better better, no, better do your homework, bro. At oh, kindergarten, boy. I don't think anybody expected that. But by second, I'm third grade, saying. you should start yeah, understanding. By third grade, you should be there. So Agnes Charles says there are teachers that love what they do and go that extra mile for the kids. And then there are some that just don't care. It's not all on the teachers, but their job is to help the child get to the next level. And you're absolutely right, Agnes. You are absolutely right. It's our job <laughs> to get to the next level. But it is difficult when you do have half your classroom that's remote learning. Oh, then yeah. the other half being in but, person. I mean, so. Well, then, look, then at the same you, time, because know, yeah. this is what we are right now. That's yeah, what right we now. are right Catherine, now. Right now, right now. I, I get that. I'm just talking like overall. Well, it, it's overall. Compare, you're right. It's hard to compare this year or this last year with the overall topic of the conversation. It, right. It's almost like it starts at home. home. Responsibility mm -hmm. starts at home. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. You have Catherine. Catherine, the comic sessions tell. She comes up with, tell me how it works. T tell me how it works out when the teachers cancel Zoom for days. How is this teaching the kids? Because we've seen where, where teachers cancel their Zoom class, mm -hmm. okay, and just get the assignment. So where does that leave the child? Okay, and I'm glad that you brought that up. I don't know what district was Miami-Dade County. Miami what was her name? Catherine. Okay, Catherine, I'm glad that you point that out. I can't, I don't, I don't have the answers to all that. You know, I don't know what other districts are doing. I just know the fact that in the district that I'm at, we try to do our best to put the kids back in school. Right. Even throughout the pandemic. That that is our goal. And and I'm gonna tell you this in my classroom, I got 20 kids. I'm not even supposed to have 20 kids. But we're not going to say no to the kids if the parents are trying to work, you know what I'm saying, to make a living for their household. And, and then we're going to say, oh, no. 
But on the top of that, when they cancel Zoom, okay, I know in fact that in the Google Classroom, hopefully that teacher has videos because watch this. There's this thing called Loom or this is thing called whatever it is they do to record their audio mm -hmm. to where they explain everything about the assignment. I hope that that teacher, that if they cancel Zoom for some odd reason, because, hey, teachers do go through some stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That What happens when the teachers don't show up to school? Oh, we have a substitute teacher, right? Right. I right. hope that in that classroom, in that Google classroom, that they, they click on the link and there's a teacher with their voiceover explaining this is what an assignment looks like. A yeah. video or audio, whatever it is, because that's what is going on with us, the remote learners. Do you think mm -hmm. they're going to be on from 830 in the morning to 230 in the afternoon, 24-7? No, absolutely not. There's breaks in between. Not. But right. it is designed that they have videos. And on top of that, there are different links that the teacher use the resources so that the student could be able to get educated. So if the Zoom gets canceled, I understand. Mm -hmm. But does the child have the knowledge to be disciplined enough to click on those links? Or is your child really, oh, is Zoom canceled? I'm just going to go play with my toys. That's when the parent comes in and be like, ah, no, 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 no. Let's look at your classroom and see what the teacher put in there. Because look, I got three um, kids of my own. And my wife monitors my kids, making sure they're doing their work. And even know, us, we are forced to learn also. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's about being parenting. And that's right. what I mean yeah. about, listen, we are supporting. Look, because it's hard to be a teacher. I used to talk a lot of shit about teachers until I became <laughs> one. All right. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop talking shit because now I got, now I gained that respect. No, I because they go through a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm in education also, so I understand. You know, but there I'm, are teachers. I can't, you know, in my workplace, I got, I God bless all my teachers in my workplace because they, they bond. I can't speak to everybody else. No, no. But That's to answer to that lady's question, is all the resource provided for you? And if not, then I'll be like, look, you know what? I'm going to call that number to the Board of Education and be like, yo, they suspect right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it, 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 it's, it's a great topic. Um, we're kind of in the middle because Ovi, Ovi is basically describing what teachers have to do. The thing is what Ovi is also describing may be to a certain extent, creating a byproduct where I go back to what I say, there's a loss of, of, uh, understanding, uh, you know, responsibility, failure, loss, things like that. But it shouldn't be happening in the classroom that much. However, there Carlos, are... Carlos, we're already at a loss. I'll yeah. tell you right now. We already, we're behind in education. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. From but, last year, from mm -hmm. the time that the shutdown happened, mm -hmm. and I can speak to in, here in the state of Connecticut, for the time to shut a lot of these kids lost the 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 curriculum where they needed to learn to be prepared for the next level. Right. And now that we're okay, we're almost, almost close to end of the, another school year. Yeah, school year. Mm -hmm. We have to make up that losses 
by re-educating stuff that they should have learned a year should've ago. Learned. Should have learned. And now we're still behind because the kids supposed to go to the next level this year. Yeah. They're a little bit behind. And, so, and you know what? It is what it is, but we adapt. No, but of course. we can't look, do it. No one's, by taking, no, one's that. no one's arguing that at all. Right. I, I'm speaking but that's the struggle from, though. Yeah, that this is a struggle. Look, absolutely. My son, I'm just speaking, I'm just speaking from a an overall environment and and what I'm discussing goes back years. It's not just mm-hmm. COVID. This is a this is like de- like at least a decade already, if not more. Mm-hmm. Where where there's just been there's there's the balance, the balance you describe of of taking individual situations into account, but at the same time by being so forgiving there, there, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a loss of understanding the pain of not coming through the, the, the mm-hmm. consequence Th- that is just a natural phenomenon. It's not about uh, teachers or anything like that. Obi. it's just, if I forgive you more, you're not going to feel the consequence as much. That's there's no way you can avoid that, mm. but that's what's happening. And so I get it. As teachers, as educators, everybody's crammed with, you need to perform. Your students have to pass. You need a graduation rate of X, Y, Z. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's a consequence to that. I, which I'm, is, glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Carlos. I really yeah. do. Oh, my God. Damn, this guy wrote a paragraph up in here. But, <laughs> Mr. Charles, I don't point. know what you're eating in that picture or is that a drink? It's a cool, but, it looks man. Like- Hey, but, I can tell you that that's probably natural, natural some coconut with vodka in there for Charles. The natural consequence to, to that is, you know, kids are not really that afraid to miss assignments. They miss homework. They, they, they can depend on teachers saying, yeah, hey, turn it in next week. That does not happen. Once but that's okay. But that's not okay all teachers. To miss okay. assignment. But the most important part is the assessment, you know. The assessment is the most important part. That is the golden key it is the, to the education the because you cannot be behind on the assessment. When no, it comes can't. time to do uh, the reading assessment, I can't say reading. I have to say literary, literacy and mathematics. That is the most important thing. Can they pass that? Can they make it to the next level? That is what's important right now. But does does that well, does you know that, what look does that, teach, does that teach them about deadlines? Does that teach them about timelines? Does when they get older, that will be emphasized, you know. The thing but is again, I why question. that's why we have parent teacher conference, right? right. Every quarter, every semester, you have a parent teacher conference, right? Right. No, so we sit down with the parent. And, not here, okay. you know. I mean, if you're doing good, they don't. Yo, need, they you got to do Zoom good. now because we don't do, yeah. you know, close contact. But hey, regardless, I I got a question here. I got a question, Carlos. Right. I understand. You got a question. What kind of? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All Frank right. Frank has first. a question. Uh, Frank has a question, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> hold on for a second. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. Frank, okay. You got Obi. the floor. Obi, thank you. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to have the floor on my show, Obi. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay, Ovi, what kind of school are you teaching? It's an elementary school, correct? Right, it's a public school. I know <laughs> that, but it's an elementary school, is what I'm saying. No, it's a no? kindergarten through eighth grade. Okay, K through eight. Okay, Carlos, and you're in a what? In a K through eight also? I'm actually uh, like more district level at this point. I've done that. Okay. 
I already, I already, I did my time. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, then that defeats my, the question I was going to ask. So it's all right. Oh, but so I wait a minute. We had to stop the show because you had a question. Now you got defeated. And the question no, you never asked? I, I wasn't defeated. Oh, my well, God. Tell you, it, it, <laughs> you better it, 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 it made no sense cost speaking it real. It made no sense speaking it real. Well, he spoke yeah, it but real. It made he, no, said, he said he I didn't spoke it real. I said, that's it. There's no more questions. Okay, I got to stop you the there. Point, I got to stop, Frank. The point, stop so you, the point Frank. that I was going at, the point that I was going at was, okay, always speaking about an educational, you know, educating from the elementary school level because you open okay? the door yeah. right 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 which is fine and then to me i you know the way that that i'm hearing carlos carlos is talking about older kids is what is what i got but it doesn't matter what age or whatever it is everything is still the same it's I'm the way you educate it no you're right but but when 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 you when obi was saying that it's okay for the child to miss an assignment you know, here, there, Carlos, like, no, 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 you can't miss one. Fine. So again, mm -hmm. when you're at that younger level, you expect more... when you're older, you're responsible. For... Right. You are responsible right. for your duties in that particular but... grade. I understand what Carlos is saying. You're right. You're right. Elementary. Yeah. So... I just want to make sure that when you're describing school and everything else, as far as education at the elementary level, it's all about basics. When you hit middle school and high school, you expect a higher standard. And, and that still exists. But not, at the same time, I understand saying. like, oh, you missed an assignment? Yeah, okay. But that is the teacher's discretion. The teachers should know their students. They should know their students. You see what I'm saying? I got 20-something students in my classroom, and I got a few that are remote. I, it's my responsibility to know my students. Of course. I got to know their strength and weakness. If they're struggling on something and they have a difficult time and we're communicating, yeah, you know what? You missed your assignment. All right, man. You know what? This is what you have to do and get it in because I already know. So how now, often do you think? Oh, I don't know, like very few. I'm not, if you, if you talk about a student that does it every single day, like, oh my God, no, because that's why a teacher is supposed to communicate with the parent or the guardian. You know what I mean? It works both ways. You know what I'm saying? There are, might be situations where a parent, and I believe me, I got some disgruntled ones. You know, it happens. Oh my God, believe me. Oh, mira, mira, mira. Hello? Uh, what? And you got to be so professional. What did you do? What did you forget to teach him? Oh, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, Carlos, your son or your daughter, um, let's talk about his. No, no, let's no. What did you forget to do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so this, this, this right here, this also goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, because we kind of mm -hmm. swerved into the menagerie of education. Parents like that, coupled with uh, what I still feel is, is, an environment where you know, th there is a lot of, of you know, forgiveness and you can really do no wrong type mm -hmm. of attitude. You, you melt all that. And then you've got what we've got today where people are getting canceled because the feelings are hurt. Now nah, they don't like it. Get rid of it. And just that. I think all of that has has led to a consequence of what we're kind of dealing with today in society. Mm -hmm. That's just my take, but you know, you got you say that, but my biggest battle is the way we teach our kids, the way we teach our reading, the way we teach our writing, the way we teach our math. When I was a student that that I tried to remember, 
We did things that were standard. That long ago. <laughs> well, you know, you must not know my age. <laughs> but at the same time, always only a couple years younger than us. See, that's what I'm saying. We just have that many whites. Un poquito nada más, pero anyways. Ching ching. But hey, you know, like things are different the way we were taught things, you know, and we just have to adapt. And that's all. And I can and I cannot speak everybody. I can't speak your district. I can't speak. I know that in the platform that I'm in, I can honestly say that we take pride in what we do. And it is and it's it is a biggest challenge. I can't Absolutely. say it's perfect. And it no. never will be perfect because be, right? nobody would ever be satisfied or anything else. But right. at the beginning, the reason why I came in was when you guys start talking about bullying and you start talking about people are being sensitive. Yes, we do try to create a safe, safe place because there are kids that mm-hmm. do struggle at home. Right. We don't know if the, if the kid is being abused. We yeah, don't know I, if they're going through or they're seeing things. So we try to establish that. You know what, Carlos? And I'm using you as like, let's say you're eight years old or something like that, right? Carlos, this is a safe place, okay? (laughs) And sometimes when we talk about things, believe me, it's happened to me already that they start opening up. And they'd be like, you know what? I'm happy that I'm here because I see you, Mr. Muniz, or I see you, Mrs. Keene, or I Mm -hmm. see you, Mr. Cuesta. I see you. You guys are like my family. You know how touching that is when a, and a student is very open. And I'm like, and then you're left wondering, oh, what is going on? What is she going through? Mm-hmm. And then you, you you tie things together. I'm like, oh, my God, she's going through some stuff. You know what I mean? And you, you try your best to be there for them, but we have limitations. You know what I mean? And it's not about being sensitive because there are things you don't know if the child's being abused. You don't know if the child's surrounded by drugs and alcohol and everything else like that. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's very important that we do create that safe space. And if they do decide to open up, what are you going to do then? I'm not a psychiatrist. So how do you eliminate it when they get older? Because that they're carrying that all the way through adulthood. And that's kind of why where we yeah. are right now. Yeah, but okay. You, you got a great point, Carlos, but there's always someone there. There's a psychiatrist. There's a. There's always some. There's extra positions there in the school to prepare for situations like that. The teacher itself, we don't have all the answers. Even in adulthood, there, but we have resources. Like we're not going to have psychiatrists like everywhere. We're, we're oh, going. Carlos, we always do. Carlos, we no, always no, do. No, 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 if no, it's no. not in the school, there's always somebody no, there. Adulthood. We got resources. In adulthood, there, there, there is. Even in as adults, there are resources. There's resources everywhere than ever before. But, there are more resources now than we were when we were little kids. Right, but it, it's 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 affecting the overall climate. Is what is I'm it getting. really? I How? So. Or or, or or is it like you gotta? Or is your attitude is we have to man up for ourselves? No, and that's the mindset. <clears throat> Look, we we know about ADHD. We know about autism. We know all these variants mm-hmm. of people that affects our way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? So you got to take that into consideration. Even today, I'm still learning. Every single day, I'm learning something new about something that that blows my mind, right? 
but mm-hmm. I am not a subject matter expert. There is always somebody there that's a subject matter expert and be like, hey, I need help. Let's educate. That's why we always have that parent teacher account. We always have, now they got, uh, uh, what's it, IAB. They got, there's so many acronyms now in school. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? But as long as a teacher and the parent and the principal and everybody else is there for that child, and we every step of the way, it's going to work. The factor is, is that when you, and I've been to a meeting that we're waiting for that parent to show up and the parent doesn't show up. You just wasted my time. You wasted 30 minutes of my time knowing I could have been in the classroom teaching my kids and I have to hire a substitute for 30 minutes. I'm waiting for you because I'm here focusing on your child and you don't show up. Help me. Help me. <laughs> but then you but then you're the one that's saying, Oh, you guys suck. You're not taking care of my kids. My kids don't know nothing. Well, where were you when we needed you? So we yeah. talk about the progress that we're going to make with your child. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Now, again, every district's different. I only could speak to my platform. No, I only I, know what well, my experiences. The overall, the overall sentiment is the same across districts. I doubt mm-hmm. any district be very different from what you described but anyways listen yeah i don't think I, so. I appreciate carlos frank i love your show speaking of real you guys are awesome That's thank good. you for accepting me and your show get him out but of here i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> sabotage everything no no i, I just want to i just want to like that point of view I, like you're, listen you're welcome anytime man you're i appreciate anytime. it man but frank you're carlos thank you for having me huh just just stay on we're about to wrap it up anyways all right fair enough yeah. Yeah, All I right. mean, look, guys, look, we um we actually ended up going a lot longer than what we normally do. Mm-hmm. You know, when we hit these topics, we got to hit them Not hard. Bad. And no, Not no, bad. it's all right. It's all Ovi's fault, right? <laughs> we'll blame it. Look, Ovi, uh, you added uh, a completely different view to this show today, which Thank is good. You, uh, which is good. Which is what That's you know. Why the we, show's here. You know, which is what Carlos and I promote. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna speak things out. We might not always agree, but we are going to speak things out. You know, we don't always agree, but we always respect one another. Exactly, yeah, and that's exactly. the bottom line. We yeah, reduce conflict, and that's something. And I'm glad because that's something I'm teaching my kids this week. We're talking yeah. about reducing conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, we, there's no name calling. There's no you guys bullying and stuff like that. But there are examples where. You know, look, we can have a legit talk. And you guys are the same way as Clovercrestmedia.com, which supports I'll Piss You Off Shortly, where Rob Benjamin always talks talking smack and everything else. But we all respect, even Divided We Stand, a political show as well. And, of course, I'm not going to cancel out my own show, the HHW show, the hard-hitting wrestling show. We always find something, a character of professional wrestlers that use the gimmick, and we put it into reality. And Carlos, I would love for you to be in our show, man. I really do. Oh, me, you know, Frank, uh, Frank actually uh, told me about the show. And and I told him, honestly, man, I haven't been watching wrestling since like the 90s. But sometimes it's not about wrestling. It's about it's what not. we learn from the gimmick and we put it to reality. You know, there are things that happen around the world that they try to use that as a gimmick. Huh. And they will be like, you know what? That does make sense. Not a lot of people think about it because all they care about is the action and everything else, but it's the storyline. Right. So, all right. But anyways, Frank, it's well, all yeah. you, buddy. Take it off. Take it away. Oh, perfect. 
All right, look, mm-hmm. just make sure you guys check us out. If you like, if you like this podcast, you know what? Share share it with somebody you think that needs to hear it. Share it with somebody you that doesn't need to hear it. Just <laughs> share it along. We are on we are on all podcast social medias. You know, wherever you get it, you know, we're there. Um, you might not agree with what we're speaking, or you might agree with what we're speaking, but at the end of the day, we're speaking it real. Absolutely. Right. Guys next week. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Agnes Charles. I love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game. The feel of the grass. Smacking that ball all over the field. Making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men, watching their knees buckle on a call third strike. Set out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs, the base hits, the big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story, the CMG Podcast.